And we are live from downtown beautiful North Royalton, Ohio. This is the GLC. Phone lines are open right now, 440-628-8145 or 440-628-8150. Now, let's get ready for Bender, Carlita, Booms, the Big Daddy, and yours truly, the Italian Stallion. Chocolate. All right, it's 2020 and we are ready to roll. Happy New Year. (laughs) We are back after a long uh, sabbatical. Did everybody have a nice holiday? Great holiday. Beautiful. It's nice when you don't have, this is the time of year when it's nice not to have a girlfriend or kids or wife. Because I had good, I bought myself a good, I had a good Christmas. I got a refrigerator. It looks gorgeous in here. I got a stove. I got shoes. I got glassware. Oh, it was fantastic. I love this Christmas. (laughs) And he's right about not having a girlfriend because you buy all that stuff for you new. She breaks up with you in four months and out goes all your crap right out the (laughs) door. There you go. There you go. Thanks for the new fridge, the new glassware. (laughs) Right around, uh. Right around March Madness time is when she'll take all the stuff yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to milk uh, Valentine's Day. That's <laughs> no, Valentine's Day, and then you get that uh, yeah. set. Uh, you get package. drunk, you get drunk in a horrible fight on St. Patrick's Day, and by March 18th, my birthday, you're out the door with the free stuff. But well, Chuck, welcome back. I mean, it's Thank great you. to have you back here again. <laughs> Wish I could see you. <laughs> while you were all, we'll while you're all buying gifts and having fun, I uh, I treated myself to I think everybody's holiday favorite two eye surgeries. Was it cataract or just no? That just, was one. Okay, that was one. That was on the thirtieth. Um, a week before Christmas, I was getting out of the shower, and nothing stressful going on. Me looking at myself in the mirror naked, probably second favorite thing I do. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you the first one, but he'll shut the thing down. So, but the, uh, and I'm sitting there or standing there and all of a sudden I see black dots raining down and I'm like, what in the hell? So you think maybe the shower was too hot or you're yeah, stressed yeah. or whatever. So I didn't think anything of it. And I, Figured it'll fade out or whatever. Went to bed. I got up the next day. Now it's worse. <clears throat> so I called my eye doctor. He said, I hate to tell you this, but that could be a, a, a torn or a detached retina. Retina, <gasps> right. And I'm right. like. Is that after the surgery? Is what after the surgery? That was after the sur- after the first eye surgery? No, no, no. This just happened when I got out of the shower <gasps> for no reason whatsoever. Oh, my. And so that sent me to an emergent. That was a Thursday. By Saturday morning, I was on the table, and they had needles in my eye. They were oh. taking fluid out and oh. putting it. I still have, you can see it on my wrist, this green thing. It, they shot put a gas bubble in my eye, and so I can't get on any airplanes. But I'll tell you what, it got me to the front of the line on Maverick at Cedar Point. <laughs> son of a bitch, this isn't that bad of a deal. I didn't have to wait. Did you hit your eye at any time no. or something? No, and isn't that weird, Chuck? Because I played hockey and stuff. You would have think th- during some of the dumb stuff I've done in my life that it would have happened. And so what I'm told is it's really exclusively for men. It doesn't happen to many women. And it's between the sweet spot is... Uh, 35 and 55. So if you get past, like, into 60 or whatever, it doesn't tear. And it's very complicated. I won't bore you with the eye surgery stuff. My worry was they're going to, like, pluck my beautiful brown, you know, my blue eyes and take my blue eye out. And the next thing you know, I'll come over here one afternoon and they'll go, look, it's Sandy Duncan. (laughs) uh, So, you know, you just, you don't want the glass eye. 
I didn't want to have to go by the trench coat and be Peter Falk. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, but they don't do that anymore. If you lost your eye, you still keep your regular eye, but you just can't see out of it. Oh. So what I did was, because I had a cataract that was so bad in the other one, I switched the surgeries. And so on the 30th, I had the cataract taken out. That's about a week ago. And now I can see really, really amazing. Dr. Solomon, hats off at the Corrective Eye Center. He's the best. Dr. Sam Salah. I need to treat you. used to talk about him all the time. Sam, 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 my man. Um, he's great. So, yeah, I used to talk about him on the air, too. But he's fantastic. So that eye is now back on. And now they want me to go back and have the retina one reattached. But I was just telling Chuck before the show, you know what the downtime is on a uh, – Detached retina surgery? No. Three months. <gasps> head between the legs. <laughs> yeah, they said oh. you had to have your head. It's called positioning. You have to have your head and look down and have your head between your legs uh, for three months. I said, if I would have been doing that from age 16 on, I never would have wasted all that money on chicks. <laughs> <laughs> so think how healthy my retinas would have been. <laughs> but uh, So I'm debating on what to do with that, and I have to see them this week, but... Anyway, on Facebook and stuff, a lot of really nice people out there. No, yeah, it is. That are really yeah, out there saying we're praying for you, Chuck, and you know. No, that's nice. And and as as Galetti just said, and he's a hundred percent right. Out of all the things you worry about with your body and your health, you you never really stop and go, "What the hell would I do without my eyes?" No, if you that see, and I've I've always I've always had the fear of losing my hearing because with my job, my hearing, hearing yeah. yeah. My hearing is everything, and that, and I was just—I said to myself, "You'd rather God, be blind than deaf." Ooh, okay, no, I need to see. Yeah, I need to see. I walked outside one time. And this was about six, six years there. No, no, ten years ago. Ten years ago, and and Chuck, I coughed. I coughed hard, and my eyeball um, hemorrhaged inside, and all Ugh. of a sudden, I'm looking through cloudy bloody oh liquid boy. and I've, i i that go could... blind in one eye oh. long story short oh, yeah. scared the hell out of me had to live with it for like a month finally got surgery and what they do is they put needles in one side of the eyeball and then the other side of the eyeball uh. they oh. suck out all of the fluid yep that's the one they want me to have and then they put in a gas bubble yeah or, or, or with me they put in saline solution so i have that's to saline. push the retina back up to the wall the retina he's go. exactly like the retina is like wallpaper in your bathroom wow and if you get if you get moisture behind it it starts to peel push, off the yes, wall yes yes so the only way to do it is what 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 he had just mentioned either saline or the gas bubble and it presses the wallpaper back up against the wall because the back of your eye is like a mini IMAX theater, wow. and that's, yeah. that's the retina. Well, see, my, yeah. my issue is, and this is, well, they wanted to do surgery on my eye, my right eye, as from the years of diabetes before right. I lost the weight. When I, uh, it starts, tear, it starts, tears just starts coming out of the corner here. Right. And they wanted to take it and do out surgery on it and tighten it up and everything. But then I had to have the colon resection surgery. And then afterwards, they called me for that surgery, and I said, no, listen, I just went through three months of hell with this surgery. I'll wait a year or so before I even deal with yeah, this Yeah, because other I eye. had that, too, and I thought I was going to have to have another surgery, and it turns out I just had these huge tears come rolling out of both sides of my eyes every time Jimmy Haslam makes a fucking decision. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so Speaking of Jimmy, what's, what's going on there? I mean, they're set to interview the Chiefs offensive coordinator. But Did you interview yet? 
Yeah, I should have. <laughs> I mean, everybody's, everybody's got an interview. I, I think in the end, Chuck, I really do think it's going to come down to McDaniels, and they're going to say, we had this planned all along. Nope. And nope. Y- you say no, Mark. Oh, I, Urban listen, Meyer. Urban Urban freaking Meyer. The table is set Mm -hmm. for Urban Meyer. Here's the key. Here's the key. Number one, all these other, the other three teams, the Panthers, the Giants, and the Cowboys, okay? Don't you think they would have, don't you think Josh McDaniels would have went to one of those three before going to the Browns? I have a conspiracy black helicopter on Okay, but let me me finish and then you do your conspiracy. So here's what it is. Remember when Urban Meyer was hanging out at Browns camp, okay, this kind of thing? And the key is... They're not going to hire a GM until after they hire the coach, okay? Yes. And I talked to Deep Throat, and Deep Throat said, (laughs) don't sleep on Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer has no desire to work under a GM that's going to supersede his decisions. I think that Urban Meyer is the guy, and that's who's going to also maybe be – he's going to be like the Belichick of the Browns. What? Well, what? now, understanding that Urban was at camp a lot, then that leads to the following conclusion as well, that country <laughs> superstar Brad Paisley will probably then be the general manager. Yes, yes. Because he was at camp a lot, too. Right. So I think he's going to be. Yeah, so if you're at camp a lot, you get uh, promoted right off the rip. So my conspiracy theory is about Josh, I, and I'm not sure it's a conspiracy. I'm hearing this from different my connections from around the country, from being a stand-up and being on all those radio stations. And a couple of these guys I trust, they're saying that he made a lot of enemies when he did what he did to Indianapolis. Indianapolis. And that that went around the league and they're like, that little schmuck. And, you know, that he thinks he can just decide when he wants and whatever. And notice he was on the schedule big for these teams. Well, Belichick did the same thing to the Jets, if you recall, way back in the day. But this was really bad. He went to the Colts and hired a staff. And then yeah. didn't show up for the presser. And the <laughs> right. whole staff's like, well, we got hired by him. And they go, well, he isn't here. Um, <laughs> so that doesn't go over real well. Um, I, I, I will tell you this. You guys remember when I was here last time? Yep. I told you what was going on. And not to pat myself on the back. I would, except my eye doesn't reach back that far to show me what to hit. Um, and I... I told you then that if you rewound the tape back far enough, it had Jimmy Haslam's fingerprints all yes, you did. over it. Yes, and you what did. did we come to find out in the end? Freddie didn't hire anyone on that staff, not a coach. So they were all hired by Haslam and Dorsey. It could never work. There's a yeah. joke around the league. You ready for this? When they got to training camp, they had to spend half the camp introducing Freddie to his coaches. He doesn't even know these guys. And so basically when they hired Munkin and Wilkes, and boy, did they get out of town fast without having to answer any questions. (laughs) They got out of town. Wow. So when they hired those two, Munkin hired the offensive staff, Wilkes hired the defensive staff, and Dorsey took care of special teams and whatever. Ready for this? And that if any of the coaches had a problem, see if this sounds familiar, Chucky. Anyone has a problem, you report directly to Jimmy Haslam, where wow. he does the my door's always open. This is what caused the thing, remember, with Haley and Hugh. Right. They all kept going up to Haslam and screaming, and then they both went. He went loves to control head. everything. And, and so in conclusion, Freddie Kitchens 
was run out of this town, and you're going to rue the day you did that to the guy because he was a patsy. He's about as guilty as the drunk Russian that was accused of killing Kennedy. Okay, but but now, that being said, are you telling me that Freddie Kitchens should have been retained yes. as the oh thousand percent. Ooh, wow. Thousand percent. I well, can't here, let me that. let me just let me just walk you Go through ahead. it. Should, I don't think he should have just, ever been hired in the just, first place. Let me walk you through it. First year as a head coach, six and ten. That's the best ever for a first year head coach with the Browns. That's one. Secondly, never hired anybody on his staff. We went over that. Number yeah. two, first time since nineteen ninety nine. A coach went three and three in the division. Went very well. First beat, time, beat the Ravens. First time a coach beat the Ravens, Steelers, Steelers, and Bengals all in one year. No other coach had done it. Freddie did it first mm-hmm. time. And then you tell me why it was okay for Pat Shermer to win two or three games the first year. Nobody mentioned getting rid of him. No. Why was it okay for Hugh to win one game? Nobody. There was one the other game. way. One, Zero one games and they brought him game. back. And by the way, he's a veteran coach. He was the coach of the Raiders. This fat lard ass had never coached anything in his life except a rib-eating contest down in Bama, I think, Freddie coached. But so as a first-time guy, he wins six and gives you the best divisional record ever, and the whole idiotic town is banging the table. He's got to go. Didn't make a peep for Pat. He was 9-23 and 23 yeah. over two years. Chubby won six games his first year. Why would he possibly have to go? Now, you should have fired the whole staff and let him actually then pick his staff. That would <laughs> have been true. nice. But if you look at what he did compared to other coaches, it is an utter outrage that everybody on 92.3 The Mob, and that's what they should be called now, on all agreeable radio, every one of those a-holes has the same opinion as everybody else. Morning Show, yes. Baskin and Phelps, yes. Bull and Fox, yes. They all agreed, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. And Jimmy Haslam then fires Freddie Kitchens, and as Chuck said, now look what you got, because if it isn't McDaniels, now you're really finished. Yeah, I mean, if, You're it finished. if it isn't, if it's McDaniel's, it makes sense. Right. I, I then, am then, willing to bet then you. They have a press conference and say, "Listen, this guy's here. He he wanted to call his own wanted shots. Wanted him all along. He wanted him all along. We knew we were getting him. He wanted right. to be here. Right. Perfect match. He's from Canton, Ohio. Yes, blah, his blah, dad blah. coach. Dad was coaching yeah. at Warren Hardy. And, and you get Nick Casario, who, by the way, is a Clevelander. Listen, the bottom line for for me. Yep. We all know Josh McDaniels wants to get the New England job when Belichick is done. Now, if Brady says he ain't coming back, or if they can't, like if they he, can't work it out with the Patriots, Bill doesn't want him back. You know, and I think that's what I'm saying. So if if Brady comes back, does Belichick step down? And then jo- and you would think that Belichick is going to talk to Josh McDaniels. If Josh says, this way, Bill, what you just described is Bill losing a power play. Right. It's not happening. Right. That's, that so can't happen. That's why, I, that's why I don't think Josh – I think Belichick has one more year, if that, before he's done. Because he ain't going to sit there and coach a mediocre well, team. How about – wait a minute, wait a minute. How about, how, about, how about Belichick is trying to uh, prop up Mc, uh, McDaniels and help him out so he's floating the story out there that – 
He wants to try to keep him to pump up the price that the Browns have to pay. I think that that's absolutely possible, and I think he's pumping him up because he wants him to leave and coach because yes. guess who he wants to have take over when he leaves? His kid. Yeah. His kid well, is yeah, running the defense. His kid's running the defense. He now. wants he wants Belichick wants his kid to take over the team, not Josh, so that it'll always be the Patriots and the Belichick name. So if so if Josh McDaniels is going to be the new coach of the Browns, it has to be Haslam promising him he is the only word that is going to be present. To report to Jimmy Haslam. Yeah, and he ain't going to be able to listen to Deep Podestra. And, and Belichick guys. is making sure that he gets the top dollar by putting that story out there. We want to keep him. We want to try to, to you know, counter offer to him. And I think it's just a scam. And you want the Nostrachuckus wild Chucky Booms prediction that yeah. a lot of these always come true? I was the first guy to say Kevin Love was coming to the Cavs. I got laughed at all over the radio station. Uh, I will tell you this. Bill Belichick's number one guy that he wanted a couple years ago is Baker Mayfield. He thought that Baker could be better than Brady. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think if McDaniels came here, there's a chance that Brady would sign for a year or two here. Trade Baker to the New England Patriots for that 25th pick, and this stupid town would cheer for it. Mark that, my words. That is just unbelievable. No, I, listen, I don't know about that one. That one's off the, that I, one's off the chart you're thinking they didn't operate on my eye. They got into my brain. Right? I <laughs> think that is n- never going to happen. And number two, I don't want Tom Brady at Me this either. point. I okay? I think with some tweaking that Baker Mayfield can still be a good quarterback. How about how the town's turned on him? Have yep. you ever seen a dumber city in your life? No. Did they forget last year? I know. Did I, they I, forget you, last year? I can't year? believe they turned on he the guy. Broke, Everybody's mad at him for making commercials he, and stuff. Yeah, he broke the record held by Peyton Manning. Most touchdowns by a rookie quarterback in the NFL, which puts him already among the elites of all time. And not only did he break the record of 26 with 27, he did it in three less games. Three less games because he, he didn't did play. 13 games versus 16 games. It's like the greatest rookie record in Whatever all the NFL. What happened to Tyrod Taylor? Oh, God. The last I time I pulled up in front of a restaurant on West 9th, he parked my car. That was the last <laughs> time I saw it. Uh, 440-628-8145 or 440-628-8150 if you want to jump in on this. I, I honestly... I just don't think all the times that we've tried to hire Josh McDaniels and he said no, okay? And because like he a, had the job. Uh, again, because he had he had jobs, but I just don't, I think I think that co- a potential coaches right now believe that Cleveland coming to Cleveland to be head coach is career suicide. And I don't see Josh McDaniels waiting all this time and then taking the Browns job unless because you know Haslam's going to overpay to get Josh McDaniels if he can get him. That's number one. Right. And unless he's telling Josh McDaniels, you're going to be the man. You're going to be the head coach, but you will be the final word. There's no one. There Do is no guys, Dorsey or anybody that you have you to listen to. you guys all believe the thing about, because if this is true, this is really troubling. It'll be interesting. I've wanted to ask all you guys this and get all your opinions. So the, the thought is, is that as Chuck said, it was always going to be Josh McDaniel, and they had talks. In the, fall. in the fall. And Josh McDaniel said, I'll come, but I'm not answering to John Dorsey. Yes, what and I would that, think. And so do you believe that they had this set up and that this idiot has him is so dumb, he <laughs> fired John Dorsey 
to appease Josh McDaniels so that the carpet is rolled out for him. Yeah. Okay. And, and, but I think you're on point with the rollout of the carpet and the whole nine yards, but I still think it's for Urban Meyer and not for Josh McDaniels. Well, Urban Meyer. I don't know I'm where you're going with you, Urban Meyer. Urban I don't know. Ma- I, I, that is my dark horse. What? I would have I'd have put what? the money in the casino yep. on Urban Meyer just really? watching the dance. Why no Lincoln Riley right now? If you want to win, why not bring the guy that made Baker a superstar? Well, now I hear. Well, at least make a phone call and bring him in. Because Urban Meyer will have lots more fan support, I do believe, just because of Ohio State and what he did there. So it's like this is a reason to get excited, not just next man up, bring him in. Let's see. Wouldn't you be more excited to have the head coach that made your quarterback a superstar? I love Urban Meyer, by the way, so I'm not arguing with that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Urban is Urban is a superstar, but I would at least talk to Lincoln Riley. I'd like to start, actually, with having a coach that I like. You said the right thing. You said, oh, I like Urban Meyer. I think he's great. I think he makes great moves. I Whatever. Let's start with that. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm saying if it's Urban Meyer, I will have no problem with it because Urban Meyer reminds me of a Belichick, of a Nick Saban, you know what I fear? a guy that well, has I know what total I fear? control. It'll be interesting, Chucky, to see if you join me on this because we just talked about it before the show. My fear with an Urban Meyer is yeah. he comes in and works with Baker one year and goes, nah, not my guy. And the next thing you know, he's traded, Chubb's traded, Kareem Hunt's uh, caught, OBJ's ooh. gone, and he's one of those guys that wants to build it from the bottom and have all the players be Urban Meyer's okay, guys. Honest, honestly, Chuck, do you really think, with Chubb, because you mentioned him, I mean, he leading the league almost, Yeah. Uh, that he would do that? Do you, I mean, after watching what Urban Meyer has done with Ohio State and how he's coached, Going all the Remember way back to Youngstown. Remember this about Urban Meyer judging talent. Uh, let's not give Uncle Herbs a pass. <laughs> that dipshit looked at Joe Burrow and thought Haskins was better. So well, that's true. let's hang that on him right that's where Colin. it belongs. Right, because Joe, Joe but Burrow. Haskins was pretty good. Joe, pretty good compared to the best young QB we've seen in 20 years, well, maybe? I, mean, I, would, I would say that. I, I, Never even that. gave that kid a chance. Yeah, so Burrow, there, there is something wrong there. Yeah, but he, they they both are good though. I mean, you got to give Haskins. Want to ask the Redskins if they'd rather have Haskins or Joe Burrow? I love when Haskins was taking a picture with the, the fan. Yeah, the game is still going on. Okay, so let me ask you this. Yeah. I'm gonna throw some names out, and you tell me do they have any chance at all in your mind? And then finally, we're gonna ask who do you think is it's going be. to be the coach? Well, don't say it yet. Okay. Got it. So Brian Dable, has he got a shot? The minute. The second half started in the playoff game where they went from the creative offense in Buffalo, and you're like, huh. Yeah, yeah. Then the next thing you knew they were in, you saw this, the five-wide air raid with nobody to protect Josh Allen, and they continued to run it the whole second half and blow the game. Not only shouldn't it be him, it can't be him, and they should have called him during the game and said the Forget interview's canceled. The interview's canceled. <laughs> okay. No to Brian Dable. All right, no so, to Brian Dable. I agree. So, so now everyone agrees that the Ravens' offense has been unfreaking believable. Now, mind you, they got Lamar Jackson, okay, who can run, all right? Baker don't like to run. But offensive coordinator. Greg Roman. Do what you think? remember where Greg Roman was before? No, I don't. I will enlighten. <laughs> Greg Roman was the offensive coordinator for the Super Bowl San Francisco 49ers 
where he ran this exact offense, the read option offense with Colin. Give me a flag. I want to step Kaepernick, on it. Yeah. Uh, Kaepernick. Right. But to be fair, he made Kaepernick a superstar. Some bum out of the University of Nevada. Greg Roman's offense worked. So give Harbaugh credit. Once he decided to go Lamar, he went and got the guy who could take an offense and B- fit it, it to his superstar and look what you have. Now, would I be opposed to having a guy that talented do that for Baker? No, I would not. Not my first choice, but wouldn't have me yank my hair out if it was him. If it was Greg Roman. No, Chuck, what do you think? Are you, are you still sold on Baker, Chuck? A million percent. There's me no too. way a guy me there's too. no way a guy can play as good as he get did as good. a rookie. And then have this year that was terrible. He had the year that was terrible because of Todd Monken, Freddie Kitchens, and the chaos that Jimmy Haslam started. That's yep. my, yep. Now my yep. other question before I continue. Everyone has asked me from everywhere I go to YMC, yeah. everywhere, please end this debate. Yes. Did Freddie Kitchens or not call the offensive plays this year? Or was it this Conlon that you keep mentioning? Todd Monken is Monken. Monken. Todd Monken. Here, so here's, Who called here's, the plays? Technically, not technically, Freddie. Now you gotta, you gotta, you gotta finish this. Well, end. yeah, technically, but who, I'm saying who? whose plays was he calling is the mm-hmm. question. No, it's all. And I'm, that's Todd Munkin, who installed that air raid offense. In fact, to prove it, the first year when Baker won the the rookie title and all that stuff, it should have been rookie of the year. Uh, he was under center 74% of the time. Do you know how many times he was under center this year? Less than 10% of the time. Wow. And from under center, Baker Mayfield led all quarterbacks in the NFL, all quarterbacks in the NFL on play action, on pass efficiency, on yardage, and QBR rating. So the bottom line is the offense is rookie year that was Freddie's offense because there is no monkin around. He was a superstar. They brought in Munkin and his offense. It destroyed Baker. Okay, That's so do you, do, you, do you also give uh, credence to the theory or the thought that Freddie was all about the plays, the play on the paper? He was, you know, the plays. He's but, always looking but, at the damn But, but not the players. <laughs> but not the players. Well, he wasn't what, putting his superstars in positions to make great plays. Here's the problem. Uh, and and so you're right. The sheet was, by the way, his plays. Those were Freddie's yeah, yeah. plays. On, but but that was a pretty small play sheet. The plays that were coming in from upstairs that went into Baker, where you have five wide and Nick Chubb's not in the game. Third and two. <laughs> you're five wide and no Nick Chubb. Yeah, I say yeah, to anybody yeah. who hated Freddie, yeah. if you think Freddie Kitchens called that play, you're an idiot. He you're was an the running idiot. Backs coach. You're, no, you're an idiot. Yeah, exactly. You're an idiot and shouldn't even comment on on football. That play was never in our playbook last year when Freddie called the plays. Yeah. This year it was there everywhere. And and that's because they were Todd Munkin's plays. And Todd Munkin, ironically, if you followed poor Jameis Winston's career, that's the same air raid offense they ran in Tampa Bay. Um, all right, so who called the play where they had first down right. and goal and they threw the ball three times. Who called that play? Munkin. Munkin. Who was the person on fourth and eleven that said, "Jump on We're going to go on it. We're going to go for it. No, wait. 
I want to save my time out, so go out there. Monk and Ann Kitchens. Monk and Ann Kitchens are at fault. But that, who's the ultimate blame there? Jimmy Haslam. Well, wait a minute now. No, no, no. He's the Fred, he's the ultimate because he's the head coach out there. Haslam has called that. He's playing Jimmy Haslam, man. You keep saying he's the head coach. You know, if you said, hey, Chuck, the service at your restaurant sucks, the food sucks, people are throwing up, no one wants to come back. And you're the main guy running the restaurant. And I go, yeah, gee, thanks. I didn't hire any waiters. I didn't hire the frickin' chef. I didn't order the food. I didn't. You made me the head of this shithole. And now I get the blame for everything. So it makes no sense. Now, if I'm the head guy and I hire everybody and it stinks, yeah. then you're darn right it's my fault. Gotcha. But it can't be his fault if he didn't, didn't control anybody. anything. <laughs> Okay, so what up? You mentioned the 49ers when I talked about Greg, Greg Roman. Roman. Chucky, did, did, you say, did you like Greg? Would you I be, like Greg Roman. No, I wouldn't no, have I a problem. Bill, coach, though. I don't no, know why. offensive coordinator from the Ravens. Would you like him to come here and uh, coach the team? Absolutely. Me too. I don't have a problem with We're him either. We're the only team that doesn't have the coach yet. And right now, there's only two or three that actually that I think that would be acceptable. Right. For me, it's Josh McDaniels, A, Urban Meyer, B. If Josh B, McDaniels comes, let's do this real quick. I'll if dance Josh naked. McDaniels comes, <laughs> does he or does he not be the offensive coordinator and head coach and call his own plays? Yes. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Now imagine if they bring him in, make him the head coach, and, and they do it again, like and they bring in an offensive coordinator, you're going to have the same thing you had this year. But see, that's the thing. Like I said, Deep Throat said that Urban Meyer has no interest in having his decisions questioned by someone over him. The only person he wants to answer to is Jimmy Haslam. Haslam. So that's why I believe... But Haslam's the one who made Dorsey understand. hire... Monken and I Wilkes. know, but we talk about Urban Meyer here. I'm, he ain't going to do that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm also ignorant, so I'm, I'm going to throw out. Has Urban had any NFL experience? No. 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 None. Okay. But, Not on any level. None, but everywhere he went, starting at Bowling Green of Ohio, mm-hmm. Utah. success, Utah, success, right, right. Florida, two championships, Ohio State championships. So right. So I, I'll go. I'm happy. Well, actually, if it's either three of them, because but see, I don't know really know Greg Roman. I'm saying I'm happy, but I'd be happy with Josh McDaniels A, Urban Meyer B, and if it ain't those two, then it's it's for me. It's got to be I have Greg a Roman. Mr. Fansky's I, name keeps popping. That's, There's the scary one. That's the one I was going to bring up. The Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefanski. All right. Well, let's get to some truth for Mr. Stefanski. That's why I love you, man. You do best. I'm pretty sure he's Polish. Book reports. Pretty sure he's Polish. We could get him, get him a it? couple putskis. <laughs> I just wanted to say something Polish. We love Polish um, people. We so, want you to know that, okay? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Um, great cooks. Um, so Stefanski has been an offensive coordinator for a year and a half. The first year it was very shaky, so they behind the scenes brought in one Gary Kubiak. Former Remember, uh, yes. head coach yes. of the Denver Broncos, and Not po- I have talked to my friends at WCCP up in Minneapolis. They assure me all the greatness, and it's even been brought up by Coach Zimmer that this offense is. If you just all put it on Stefanski, he says no. Uh, this is a collaborative effort, and basically, what he's really saying is the great play calls are uh, Gary Kubiak's and not Stefanski. 
And so I am against another offensive coordinator that's been a coordinator for an hour and a half, and you're giving him a whole team. And I definitely don't want him because some idiot analytics douche uh, that's a baseball guy who lives yeah. 364 days yeah. a year in San Diego says, that's my guy. Just for that, he ain't on my list at all. All right. Well, I, I then, agree. Now, that was great. What, what about the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator, Robert Saylor? He's a flash in the past. Don't know him. Where is Kubiak, by the way, right Salah, now? Salah. Kubiak is still running the offense in Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. Right. Uh Salah is uh, well. He's a wild man on the sidelines. People yeah, love I that, mean, and they're doing good. They got a great defense. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Chicks I mean, dig him because he looks like Vin Diesel. Of course, the bad yeah. news there is chicks don't know Vin Diesel's gay. <laughs> but at any rate, talk about fast and furious. Holy cow! Uh, so the the bottom line is uh, Salah doesn't have enough experience, but he's an interesting young cat that. If you were doing it a different way and you didn't have the talent we had, he'd be great to start building something up. I have a name that not one person has mentioned, and I can't wait to see your faces and get all of yours reaction. I'm going to sit back and shut up when I say it. But just when you hear it, let it sink in and go. Someone's going to go, why hasn't anyone said it? Have you ready? Dabo Sweeney. Yeah. yeah. like oh, that. His win. I like all that. he does. Okay. Is, and I mean really win. And he knows talent. He went from the black quarterback that he made a superstar in Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And now he's got the cute white kid with the long Barbie hair. And he's She's a cute. star. Yeah. She's cute. She is cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could easily be drunk on home and start making out with him and go, oh, Kathy. And he goes, no, it's me. And I go, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work out. Um, at any rate... It, I'm telling you, like Dabo Sweeney, yes. not one, no one's mentioned it. No one's been smart enough to go, you get on a plane and go talk to him. See what he says. And he built Clemson from the bottom of the ACC yeah. into a monster. Would you like to see Bernie Kosar in some position with the Cleveland Browns? I always would because he's a dear friend yep. and I love Bernie. Me too. And Me too. But, he's, but he has a great football mind, too. He should have always been. Yep. The quarterback's coach. Yes. And the one guy he wanted to work with more than anyone and they wouldn't let him was Johnny Manziel. And that's, that's right. a shame because I think that would have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. You spend that with Chuck, you know Bernie really well. Yeah, you spend great. that much time around Bernie Kozart, that mm -hmm. would have made Johnny a better person. You think too. You think Bernie would be interested now at this point in his life? Uh, if they offered him, I'd yeah. say yeah. Because yeah. that's good money. You get a, you get a coaching yeah. job. That's good money. And by the way, those of you, you two guys right there that love Urban Meyer, that would not surprise me if a Youngstown guy like Urban Meyer That's right. Board one man. of my first hires is Bernie Kozar. As GM? No. as a, You can't give him that much power. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I said I love as him. I, did, I said I love him. I didn't as say who? I wanted to have Offensive, children with him. Offensive coordinator, quarterback no, coach? Quarterback coach. Yeah, okay. I said quarterback coach. Let, it, let him work well, in. Even offensive assistant. even Or an yeah. assistant offensive coordinator that he could help with that. But as quarterback's coach, he could do wonders. And, again, he'll suggest plays and whatever, and they would yeah. put those into action. Would you bring but, Jim Brown in for more role? Well, Again, Jim, not Jim, at this point. Jim He's old and crusty Jim Brown now. is the greatest, is the greatest uh, football player that's ever played. He also currently thinks he's a houseplant. Yes. <laughs> so if you put Jim Brown and Joe Biden in the same room, two hours oh, later they wouldn't Joe. know. 
Wait okay. a second. So, so, they're in the same room. Jo- Joe Biden would say to Jim, this is so great being in Texas. And Jim would say, I agree with you. I love Utah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So at the end of the day. I was waiting for what he was going to say. Let's go. You are now at the window yeah. about to place your bet. Who are you going with at the end of the day? Because they want to have this done by Saturday. Who in, in, in booms is mine is going to be the next coach. So I'm gonna I'll give you I'll give you the two. I'll give you my bet, and then I'm gonna okay. tell you what I think the idiots are gonna do. <laughs> okay, go. Okay. I'm gonna bet with Galetti. We would go to the window hand in hand, Chuck and Chuck, and probably place our bets on Josh McDaniel for the reasons Chuck gave at the beginning of the show. He, they have wanted to do this two other times they talked yes, to him. I agree they with that. They have wanted this guy. They've been dating him long enough. It's time to consummate the marriage. My money goes there. Sadly, I think that this is going to be Dee Podesta and the Polish guy from oh, Minnesota. No. And then they're going to bring Andrew Barry back, who brought you Corey Coleman. That's good for analytics. Uh, and, that's, and that's my fear, that I it's going to be Dee that. I don't think Podesta will even be with the team after this weekend. Boy, that would make me happy. No, uh, Deep Throat told me he's still very much in the trenches with uh, with Haslam. With Haslam is infatuated with him for whatever you know, reason oh, I with this analytics So thing. my Deep Throat over there told me, you know how he's stuck through all this stuff? Because whenever he's around D and Jimmy, no matter what they say, he goes, that's a great idea. <laughs> and then he goes down the hall and tries to undermine it. But yeah. as long as he's in front of them, he pulls the... You know what? what? I was just thinking that, dude. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Hey, if you got the money, that's exactly what I would have done. That's what I would have done. Right? Well, I, 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 how, I, how influential is D these days? Oh, I think very much so. More than more than two years ago when Pilot Flying J was putting a lot more pressure on Jimmy and he I think know, that's when it over. started. I think that's when it started. When he started getting in trouble oh, with yeah. the fans and everything, she started saying, I'm going to take a more active role. And then I think she slowly but surely pushed herself more and more into yeah. the Well, yeah, he wasn't going to lose the team. They right. put it under her. Well, so let's, well, let's, just, let's just stop and think about what a laughing stock we are around the league and the country. I agree with when that. When they announced the coaching search team is Jimmy Haslam, a moron who rips off blue-collar truck drivers in a rebate scam, D. Haslam, a moron who married the who married moron it, who yes. rips off truck drivers and has no business being anywhere near a head football coach, search. The capologist, I mean, that's like going in and going, my kidneys are failing, and they go, I'm glad you said that. We're bringing in Dr. Johns, one of the top dentists in the state. <laughs> and you bring him in, and you're like, what are you? I just said my kidneys are failing. We have a capologist. What the hell does he have to do with a coach? And then if that's not enough, it's like an episode of soap back in the day. They go two claps, and in comes the dorky, know-nothing son-in-law, J.W., and he's in on the thing. That's who's picking the coach? We think we'd be better. You could have got the group from Tailgate 19 and said, Tony Zarella, Chuck Booms, Joe Jerevicious, Bob Golick, Hanford Dixon, and Bernie Kozar. We're going to pick the coach. People would have went, all right, great. No, we have a capologist, the son-in-law, the husband, the wife, and a baseball analytics. It sounds like a song. I I wish you'd put it to words. (laughs) Uh, I I think Bill and I are in agreement. (laughs) We're both going hand-in-hand up to the betting window. We're betting Urban Meyer. Wow, I'm betting Urban Meyer because I think because I think the odds would be better for that 
bet. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm thinking that it's you know it's gonna close. To, it's going to happen, but it's a great bet right now. Can Chuck and I walk back up to the window <laughs> and bet on the fact that we think you're both dead wrong yes, and have yes. two winning tickets? Yes. yes. <laughs> I'll tell you, by by this Saturday, I still believe. Because he went to practice a lot. No, 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 no. <laughs> Is because, I, because of one reason and one reason only. When I first heard them say, we're not going to hire a GM until we hire the coach, and the coach will decide. Who the GM should be? Why? Why is Urban Meyer such a negative? It sounds in in your thinking. Uh, yeah. Mine? Why would I mean? Be, other than no uh, experience in the NFL, I like Urban Meyer. I, I have no problem with Urban Meyer. I just said my fear is he would want to tear it all down and rebuild it in oh, his name. Oh, okay. He's that kind of guy. I would also tell you or ask you guys: Are you comfortable then? with the Youngstown Mafia coming to town with the coaching staff, because you're going to get, and hear me loud and hear me now, Bob Stoops. I'll have a problem with him. You're going to get all these cops. Bo Pelini used to coach Nebraska, head coach in Nebraska. You're going to get him. Youngstown guy. You're going to get... Is is that bad, though? I'm ignorant. I'm ignorant on on that front. Is that that bad? No, and in fact, there's a chance it would be way out there, but also part of that mob is Nick Saban. Okay. Yeah, that's be way out there. But but no, if let's say Nick didn't want to coach anymore and Urban said GM. Yeah. And now you talk about a guy like that. These are all guys that came from that one area of of, uh, northwest Ohio, northeast Ohio. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Hello, you're on the air. GLC, it's... uh, you knew, you knew. Happy New Year, Chuck hey, and Chuck and Chuckaletti. Oh, hey, Dick. How are you? I'm great. I had a great New Year and everything. I just wanted to tell you. It sounds like you're calling us from Mars. Yeah. Oh, this is just a phone in the garden center. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Dick, the garden center, I don't know if this helps you or not, but if you see uh, kind of a lot of empty shelves and no employees, it's because the garden center doesn't open till spring. That's right. But I just wanted to check with you guys. Well, that's very nice. Your your phone is a little, uh, like I said, the garden center phone is not uh, connected properly. He's taking his radiation treatments. I'll call you guys next week, okay? Okay, Dick. Sounds great, Dick. Great to hear from you. Thanks, Dick. Chemotherapy and radiation. Tune in next week when Dick calls from one of the seven Sears stores that are closed. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Bill, real quick, hit hit, hit a key in the middle of the keyboard real quick. Hit a what? A key in the middle of the keyboard right there. Chuck, you're going to be at the American Cancer Society's Rock and Roll for Cancer Volleyball and Bocce Benefit Tournament February 1st. I am. Hold on. Wait a minute. (gasps) What is this? No, it's a, there's music. Okay. So we've got to play this, yeah. Oh, and I can change it to anything. I can change it to regular piano How key. Cute. Oh, ooh, so we'll guitar. Have to, we'll have to play with we that. We're going to have some fun in the Vivaldi. coming weeks. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so, I'm sorry, you were doing a public service for somebody. Yeah, no, uh, Chuck's yeah. going to be appearing at the American Cancer Society Rock and Roll for Cancer Volleyball and Bocce Benefit Tournament February 1st, and that'll be uh, just a few weeks away, believe it or not, February 1st already. Door prizes, auction items, 
Registration starts at 8.30 a.m. All players uh, start at 9 a.m. And it's at the uh, NEO Sports Plant. Uh, Explain to me real quick, what is bocce? I know Italians love bocce ball. ball. What is bocce ball? You want to know what it is? Yes. Come out of the womb playing that when you're Italian. I watch it. It's fun to watch. Remember how we all got um, fascinated with curling? During yes. the Olympics, yes. yes, and how fun that is, and it's in the strategy of you got to hit the rock, knock theirs out, but keep yours in the circle, and all that. Bocce ball, there you go, thank you, buddy. Bocce ball is very much the same thing, only with little little balls, and you try and knock the one out, get, you know, and the, the balls, you knock one ball out, and the ball closer to the stick, and right? then there's a real little. It's one. very, it's a great lazy man's game. Italians, okay. Italians, and Slovenians play it. Oh a yeah, lot. no, well, I, I got, I got a bocce ball set. Yeah, because yeah, I, I ever opened it. Yes, yes. And, play. Have you and played it? So, yes. so let me just say, this is uh, Marty. If you guys know uh, kids, a uh, lot of kids, a lot of inner city kids, people in Cleveland area, Northeast Ohio, have no. They took this old plant and made it a sports plant, and it's spectacular. It's in Euclid, it, it, right? Yes, and yeah. it's got volleyball, but not just indoor volleyball courts. A ton of them. They brought in sand. They have all these sand volleyball courts. You could literally play beach volleyball. They have a bar and restaurant that has great food. They have basketball everywhere. They have baseball, all this stuff, every kind of sport you can imagine. And this is a big thing they do every year, once a year, for the American Cancer Society. So I told them I'd be delighted to be part of it. And, uh, again, it's February 1st. And you can still sign up for the teams. If you want to call and get more information, it's the NEO Sports Plan, 216-465-9942, 216-465-9942. And I'll let you guys, after the show, maybe put this up on a website Absolutely. so people can check it out. But you try to raise as much money as you can. And anyone who's been involved with the American Cancer Society knows they get that money and they put it to work. And one of these days... We're going to find a cure, cure. and, and right. especially when you see kids with cancer, which oh, is heartbreaking. You know, there's one thing that they like to do with the kids with cancer, because we do a lot of benefits, too, in our spa. It's called Dunk the Dolly. Oh, love it. Somebody sits in there, and you throw all these bean bags until you dunk them. Yep. <laughs> right, listen, uh, I've done that at a lot of festivals. When, when you get a guy like me that people want to hate, uh, they do a special. You get three balls. You try to throw at the thing and knock me in the oh, water. Yeah. And then you get three more balls to throw at me as I'm leaving and see if you can hit me in the back of the head. No, I used to sit now in you the, should be a keyboard. Now, <laughs> I used to sit inside the box, like, and we would do, like, different things like that, events. Yep. When I was younger, I... And they used to like toss the little balls at me. And, and right in the water you go. Yeah, I made a lot of money, though. They always like to see me wet. Wow, very nice. <laughs> I can I can imagine. I don't ever recall them saying that about me. Four four oh six two eight eight one four five or four four oh six two eight eight one five oh. Did you see that they want to make there's the twenty eight twenty eight reasons why of how you can get medical marijuana? Oh yeah. They just petitioned to put being a Cleveland Browns or Bengals fan. <laughs> You should be able to apply for medical marijuana. And you know that that's working, this silly thing with Browns Bengals. I got the thing at the house, and I wrote, how about the tribe and the calves, too? And two days later, there was a guy at my door with heroin. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't even realize it. I expanded it by the other teams, and I got my, they, they bring it right to the house. So. Wow. <laughs> expanded it to the other teams, and then they brought it right to you. That's fantastic. 
No, but the, the so the 28 things on there are like anxiety. What else is on there? Oh, there's a list. Oh, there, there is uh, anxiety, uh, anxiety, right. depression, anxiety, depression, and bipolar disorder. Anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, and arthritis. That covers everybody. Asperger's disorder. Well, hold on. My, my Asperger has been terrible, <laughs> yeah. especially when I jog and I don't use the right baby powder. <laughs> uh, I have a question. Anxiety, depression. Um isn't that okay, like the opposite of each other? No wonder <laughs> I'm anxious. I'm freaking depressed. I mean, don't these go together? And then they go anxiety, I depression. Got hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. What and the? I got and the whole list. And when you can't get the weed, then you get even more depressed uh, and even more anxiety. I saw one of the uh, things down here, as you see on the list, uh, Epstein Bar. <laughs> I used them for a car accident. They didn't get me a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> Not a nickel. Oh, my God. Yes. Insomnia, lupus, opioid use disorder. So, in other words, opioids, another uh, medication like... Uh, insomnia. I'm insomnia. Yeah. I get it. Right there. I want to meet the person that doesn't suffer from any of these. Uh, I mean, th- come on. My, my problem... It's good for anything. My problem, because you just mentioned insomnia, my problem is that uh, I go to, I start a West Coast trip come Friday night. Friday Ooh. night's the Lakers, Saturday's the Clippers. I don't get home till after two o'clock, and then I'm so wired. I'm up until four. Why don't you just stay on the west? You sound coast? like me. No, <laughs> I hate it. It's, just, it's gonna ruin yeah. my pickleball yeah. because I'm supposed to be there at five thirty in the morning. So just I told those guys, "Stay awake. I'm gonna go. Just go s- swimming well, before you play." But that's the different days. I swim on different oh. days and do pickleball on others. No but sleep is not healthy. No, it's not. No, I it's love not. doing all nighters. I could do them so much, and I'm like. Ready to go. Oh, they seem to work for Keith Richards pretty well. <laughs> yeah, he looks great. Doesn't he? He had all weakers. Hey, Trump yeah. was supposed to uh, make an announcement at 11 o'clock. Did anybody know what he said? He, I think are, they, are they bombing again? Or Trump? What's going on? Yeah. Trump. At 11 o'clock, he had a press conference supposedly yeah, saying what's did. going he on. But what did he say? Last night, there were no casualties. Yeah. Right. And, and he's not uh, doing anything else. Uh, there were 10 missiles. Four of them didn't explode, and they were able to track the missiles because it said Acme on the side to the Coyote, uh, still trying to get the Roadrunner. And the last thing that I did hear actually coming in about that, Chuck, was that also of the 10 that landed, only six of them exploded. Right. what do you think is going to happen? I mean, do you think it's I don't know, but I've had bigger backyard some... 4th of July explosions. Trump just yeah. came on Fox 8 and said there was no Americans killed. I was just looking at it on uh There's right no now. casualties, period. No Iraqis were killed, no Americans. Good. They bombed an air base called Al-Assad Air Base. It's about 15, 20 miles wide. This thing's a huge base. And so they were just lobbing them in. Uh, one went to uh, the Kurdish city of Erbil in northern Iraq. That did nothing. And so Trump basically is doing the, because we won that hand. Yep. Yeah. We we sent a drone stinger missile up the chute of uh, Qassam Soleimani, who was one of the worst terrorists on the planet. And uh, I'm, I'm glad we're finally sticking up to Iran. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I mean, what the hell? I, I, I do think it's a down to them I do think it's a blow for show business though, because not only did you kill Soleimani. But I found out the driver was killed, too, and I understand it was Morgan Freeman. <laughs> um, he was driving Miss Daisy. She died. He got this <laughs> shitty gig on the side, driving around the Iranian. And, you know. you got this stuff. I hey, love Miss Daisy. 440-628-8145 or 628-8150. Let's go back to the phone lines. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. 
How are you? We're great. How is this are you? Debbie? What do you think you What's going on? I couldn't hear it. What's wrong with the phones? I can't hear it all. Yeah, I can't, you're you're breaking up a little bit. I'm sorry. Could you speak up? Is that better? Yeah, that's a little better. Are you in a garden center? <laughs> I beg your pardon. No, I can't hear you. Okay, I've got to go. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for calling. All right. I had At the very yeah, end, I heard her say, I'm with Marty. I think it's Urban Meyer. I swear <laughs> I heard it. Her vote was for Urban. Yeah. yeah she's definitely. in the garden center. <laughs> yeah. She's in the garden center. American Office Services, beautiful Westlake, Ohio, 4408 com. You can email Scott personally at scott at americanofficeservices.com. They got auditorium seating, reupholstering, restoration, historic theater seating, restoration, repair, electrostatic locker painting and repair, metal office furniture. They got it all. Desks, files, bookcases, storage cabinets, student lockers, restroom partitions, laboratory equipment, chain link fencing, elevator doors, grocery cases, metal workstation components, panel frames, pedestal, task lights, bender bins, and more. It is American Office Services in beautiful Westlake, Ohio. 440-899-6888, AmericanOfficeServices.com. All right, 440-628-8145 or 440-628-8150. If you've got a coach that you think is going to be the new coach of the Cleveland Browns, you can give us a call. We'll take your call after the break. We'll be back in a minute on the Rogue Radio Network.
Ready for the second half of the GLC for Lunch Bunch with Bender, Carlita, Big Daddy, Chuck Booms in the house, and of course the Italian Stallion, Chuck Galetti. All right, M- Marty, your song is great, and you know, we're not giving up on Baker yet, but uh, it's a little outdated now where they're singing about kids. The song never had a freaking chance. We did the song, me and Billy Morris. I wrote it. I, I talked to Billy Morris after the first <laughs> season, okay, when Baker was doing very well. I said, Billy, we got to do a song. We'll have it ready for next season, blah, blah, blah. We had the song ready, and what happens? The Browns come out, and they suck the big one. So we never really got to play the song on a regular basis. And then finally, they, they won a couple games. We started playing again. It started coming. And now they end up firing freaking Freddie Kitchens, and now the song is pretty much a bust because you can't even play it no more. It's just, just now they're going to hire McDaniels. That's going to be a bitch rhyming just, with that. Yeah, you can just go in there. McDaniels. <laughs> right, that's what Bring I made too. Bring on the too. baker, McDaniel's. You know, get ready for the McDaniel's rules. Yeah, do it, do <laughs> that's it. What yes, do. that's what I'm gonna do because that'll make it funny and make it yes. still relevant. How about uh, McDaniel's? Is your kind of coach? Yeah, little rip off of McDonald's. Right. But, well, that's all right. Right, have it your way. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to try the phones one more time, okay, and if not, to, I'll, Greg, just, I'll work on it afterwards. He sounded good. He sounded cl- well, it ain't him. I think it's my Greg? system. Something's going on. Greg, you there? Oh, rip off. Yeah, I'm here. Yo, How you doing, hey, You sound good. It sounds fantastic. Good to hear him from you. Well, you know, I'm calling, from, uh, I'm calling from Canton, Ohio, and I'm calling from the Sears that closed. <laughs> <laughs> You're calling for the Sears that closed in Canton, huh? That's fantastic. Great reception at that Sears. That's why they closed. Hey, Chuck, Chuck you know who I am. Uh, taught 25 years and uh, went down a similar path. Uh, you and I had talked. Um, you know, you and I had communicated about the situation with you and I. Oh, um, fantastic. Yeah. Hey, I coach. I know you're not guys believe this, but I coached Josh uh, in 94, 95 at McKinley. Oh, that's the- great. Uh, yeah, Greg, do you remember me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you want to, you want to, uh, you coached Josh. Uh, Josh's dad was the head coach. Yeah, yeah. Tom McDaniels, and he actually came to my wedding. Um, and basically, he's, co- he's coming to Cleveland, okay? I mean, I and you might think I'm one of these guys that just come out of the woodwork and say, "Oh, I just want to uh, get credit." He, he's coming. He's coming to Cleveland. Okay. The reason why Dorsey is because he's going to bring in his GM. Wants to have his own man. He wants to have control, and um, that's why. It seems like it makes put- sense on paper, but you have any? You got any proof of this? I mean, have you heard anything in the neighborhood or what? Oh yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't I, Chuck? Well, that's okay. great. 
Well, here's the deal. Uh, I'll give you some credibility that I know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, his uh, brother, Ben, is a coach at Michigan, who is also a coach at Rutgers. Correct. I mean, I know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. And, and I like the guy that was on the fan there. He's funny. He's, he's really funny. I appreciate huh. uh, the part of him. It's in the, uh, I, I forget his name. The guy you got on there is the guest. Chuck Booms. That's a. That's. I ought to tell you how good my national resume looks. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to Galetti like they played golf last week, and he goes, "Yeah, the other guy. I can't think of his name. He's funny." Yeah, well, he's funny. He's funny. Don Rickles. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> you hockey puck. Hey, hey Chuck. Yes. Uh, Kevin McAndrews has filmed me a lot, and, and I know. I've invited you to my Facebook group who's had, it's at 1.3K members in six weeks. It's called The Dog Pound Baker. I'm not sure. I've told you this before. I dress up uh, as a baker. You'll have to look at it. I sit fourth row dog pound. Now, that, that, that's beside why I'm, I'm not calling. But, uh, you know, you and I, we've talked before, and I, I'm really proud of you, Chuck. Uh, you've come a long way, man. And you and I both had talked about three years ago about the shit that I had. I was a teacher for 25 years. Um, you know the path. Uh, I, you probably don't even remember the shit I'm talking about, but I hope you do. But Greg, Greg, um, Greg, real quick question for you. Are you the Greg that sends me private messages? What, what's that? Are you the Greg that sends me private messages asking about Chuck all the time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, exactly. I know what you are. I know you are. You'll, you'll, I'll tell you, you afterwards, you know. Yeah, and exactly. You, you know, I'm glad you chimed in. You know why? Yes, sir. Because as much as, much as you talk about sex, I'm a pretty good-looking guy. I could be your wingman. <laughs> you know what? But, Greg, I have made a conscious effort to be more professional and not talk about sex so much. I no, you what, always talk about I sex. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Always about it. Always. He dreams about it. <laughs> yes. he, he wakes up in the middle of the night and texts me about it. Greg, it's been over three and a half years, but I'm going to be more <laughs> professional. I said one of my resolutions in 2020 is to not talk about sex and how much I'm not getting laid, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to make a conscious effort to do that, okay? I want to know how I can get on on Greg's private messages. Greg, do you have any candid shots of you in a jock strap holding a piece of rye bread? I mean, just something. Feel free to private message me, Greg. You know me. I'm that other guy, the funny one. rye bread. Hey, hey, hey. As much as he talks about sex, I'm a friend. I'm I'm really curious why his shit hasn't fallen off yet. Oh, <laughs> a detached retina, a detached penis. Because I'm not getting any. That's the problem. That's the reason why I'm talking about it. I used to hey, talk Chuck. about it so much. It'll be your okay, luck, big daddy. You get a date Friday, and it's Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to Chuck one last time. Which Chuck? Will you do me one? He doesn't know One favor. I'm watching you right now. Will you do me one favor? Uh-oh. Give me the Wahooey. I want you to do the Wahooey, baby. I'm doing the Wahooey. I haven't done the Wahooey in a long time. I know. I love you, man. I miss you so much. Well, that's very nice right, of you. I'm off. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> you know, while we were on break, I did a massage on a gentleman. Oh. Taste this thing. Where the hell was he... I? <laughs> and he knows Chuck. You're not the gentleman. Who's the gentleman? For their Cleveland Browns with the little orange mitts. 
We left you a message on your yes, phone. Yes, yes, you did. I, I still don't remember that guy. He's on. He plays for the Cleveland Browns, but he Who does timeout. He? The timeout guy yeah. with the orange mittens. Who? Felix Wright? No. He's a shorter white guy. Um, he's I should on, know him just because he's in the club. He's a Cleveland Wright, but he's shorter on the field. Like he, he does a timeout guy. <laughs> we left you a message, but he said his name. I couldn't remember yeah, his name. Nice. You know what's funny? We were talking during the break, and Booms and I, we were everybody was talking while we were eating pizza, and uh, Booms mentioned Eric B. Enemy, and I used to remember uh, uh, Chris Berman. Eric sleeping with B. Enemy. Yeah. Um, I said something about another coach when the Cowboys said that they only interviewed two people: Mike McCarthy and and Lewis from the Cincinnati Bengals. Marvin. I said to myself, that is strictly because they had, to they had to say that they interviewed a black coach. There is no chance in hell that Jerry Jones would have ever hired Marvin, Marvin Lewis. Lewis to be the new Cowboys coach. And then you said it about the enemy. It's the same thing. They're I, patrolling I find, these guys around. I find, well, I find liberals to be insanely funny anyway, just on the surface. They, they spend their whole lives screaming about discrimination and we've got to cure discrimination. And so their way of doing it is saying, you know, we're going to let 10 black people into the University of Michigan, even though their grades aren't that good. And then you go, <laughs> well, what about the Asian kids and the white kids whose grades are good? And they go, yeah, piss on them. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. I know how we'll fix discrimination. We'll discriminate against another group. Well, that works great. Everybody. Uh, that's really great. Um <laughs> But I, I really do. I, it, I find it to be so racist that they have this absurd rule that every year all they do is have every team, a bunch of white guys sitting in a room going, uh, you know, anyone, uh, we got to get a black guy in there. Well, call the enemy. He's been running around all week. He'll pop in. <laughs> you know, and they bring Eric the enemy in. They go, Eric, so how's things going with the Rams? I work for the Chiefs. That's what I thought. <laughs> How are things with the Chiefs? Good. Uh, so you, um, it says here you were a running back back with UCLA. Uh, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, all right. But you played UCLA, right? Uh, well, oh, shit. Look at the time, Eric. We thank you. Uh, you've been very forthcoming and candid. And could you send Josh McDaniels in? He's not. Yeah, we'll He's get in back <laughs> I mean, it is so outrageously racist. They have no intention yeah. of hiring this kid. No, and, and then you get sent around. You're, you're right. And then you're just like the token black guy that has to go to all these teams and go do interviews. Instead of just saying, you know, that the, if you want to have a rule, the rule should be that set some qualifications for the minimum thing you have to be uh, to be interviewed. You know, you have to have, you know, minimum of three years being a head coach in college, three years or whatever, you know, something so that everybody then... Black, white, Latino, or whatever. The minute that you say you have to interview a minority candidate, you know, they're going to call Freddie Prinze Jr. in from Chico <laughs> and the Man and say, yeah, we thought about him as OC, but uh, could you send Stefanski in? No, if you don't. See, they did, to me, they did it to me in 1982, okay? I, I got a call I, from a white uh, student that I was in class with in broadcasting school in late 81 to May of 82. Yep. In December of 82, I get a call, and she says, Marty, it's such and such. And she says, listen, 
we have an Asian girl, Polly Chung, who's quitting as a, a board op, and she's going to California. Now, we have to hire a minority. And I thought of you, does it bother you that you're, you know, we got to hire a minority. I go, I don't give a crap what the reason is. Let me get my foot in the door. Wait a minute. Is and that I'll how you show got... that that's how I got in. With, with Saturday? Polly Chung. Yes. Polly Chung. Chung left. Oh, my God. Polly Chung I mean, I, wor- I, I worked with Polly Chung and, and Marty it, right. back in the caveman. For, for all you people with, for history, uh, Bender and I, uh, I started in the business and uh, Bill Bender was there, just got hired as the production director. Wasn't Polly was... Chung the host of Big Brother on CBS? <laughs> <laughs> and she was married to Les Moonves? Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. And they didn't Shit. talk. She divorced Les Moonves and ended up a board op? Yeah. Right. Oh but my fa- God. but uh, uh, Val Cooper called me and, okay. and said, Val Cooper and I were in broadcasting school together, and she said, Marty, there's a... We got to hire a new board op for overnights in the North your interest. I go, yes. He goes, now, it's a minority hire because Polly Chung left to go to California. Does that bother you? I go, hell freaking no. You know, what bothered me when I met Marty was that he looked like <laughs> Black Lives Matter thug. With those, with those with dreads? With a thug, with the, with the dreadlocks. And, and, and he dripping back and he wore, then? And he, and, and he wore a long, a long leather trench coat. Yeah, A long leather trench coat. Oh, shit. And when we would walk down the street in downtown Cleveland, honestly, <laughs> to God, we would go, we would go to lunch, and I was like 350 pounds. Right, Marty looked like a a hood thief, right, or something. And we would walk down the street, and literally, people in front of us would be crossing to the other side of the street, so they no wouldn't have to walk by us. When, when we would get on the on the elevator, the look of utter terror would come over a white woman's face if the elevator opened up and I was waiting to get in. You know why they looked that way? Up or down. They knew you replaced Polly Chung. (laughs) That's right. That's right. They weren't going to mess around with you. They're like, get out of the elevator. That guy replaced Polly Chung. They go, the broad married to Les Moonves? (laughs) Marty was one, one guy who all the time, don't you love them? They wear sunglasses even at night all the time. The hat... You used to wear a hat yep. down, and it looked like you were part of the black mafia. And then I had the I had the uh, Jerry Curl cap, plastic cap, to hold all the juice and stuff on my hair. <laughs> oh my! And they would hate for me to wear headphones or any, or they would hate when I sat in a car. He would threaten me: "Don't put my head back on his headrest because it would be just white and creamy." After Ew. I- <laughs> There so, was this guy. so there is so there is one question I want to ask you about in all yeah. seriousness that yeah. she said she's leaving yeah. and we have to hire a minority. We have to replace a minority with the minority is what she. Told I me. would have said, and knowing you with your talent, I would have said, yeah, that part pisses me off. I want you to hire me because I'm the best qualified in the city for that no. gig. No, because I wasn't. I was fresh out of broadcasting <laughs> school. Well, let's that. I didn't know exactly. anything. Yeah, there you said, go, Chuck. I never thought I would have said I'm a black gay transvestite <laughs> woman just to guarantee you got it. Listen, I I was a young black kid from the hood and I even after I graduated in May of 82 I thought there was never a chance in a million years that I was going to get hired in radio. Right. So when I got that call, I was as happy as can be, and I got hired on December 22nd oh, of wow. 1982 
and I just finished 37 years. And then I come to work yesterday, and I get an email from the Cavaliers Human Resources that says, You're fired. We, we, <laughs> we want to <laughs> celebrate you because you're reaching a milestone. Aww. It's going to be 10 years working for the Cavs come April. So they want to and celebrate. And here to present you with your 10-year cake, Polly Chuck. <laughs> Polly, come on out. Polly, Polly come Polly on Chuck. out here. Wish everybody a guy's day. So, by the way, with the Cavaliers, I'm, I'm so disappointed this last uh, four-game homestand. We should have won. You know, I, I said that they would win at least 25 games and not a loss. You know, the one thing that really, that really I liked was that Kevin Love came out and he actually recognized that he was an asshole <laughs> the night before. Look at the first no, he was a total <laughs> ass wipe. He, he gets it up as, and, and I loved it, his comment. I was acting, I'm a 31-year-old, and I was acting like a 13-year-old. Well, you know what? That's one of the best things that I've heard him say in probably three years. Well, I could, But I can tell you this. I like the pickup of Dante Exum. It's, it's one thing to give a guy that's been sitting on the, uh, collecting dust under his ass on the bench when he was with the Utah. So now he yeah. comes in. The kid's only 24 years old. Yeah. He comes in, and he's a long 6'5". Long arms, long shoot. legs. Yes. And he, and he was a number five pick in the draft. And we're missing, so you and ago. I just talked about, we're missing uh, the second first round of the three first round picks, and that's Dylan Whittler. Dylan Whittler. And that kid was lighting it up in the Vegas Summer League before. Before he got hurt, and I didn't think it was a big deal, and we'd see him in the first month. But you're saying, I, I, listen, they keep saying they keep saying he's getting close, and you know they're gonna. He's got size and he's got range. And I hear he can, yeah, I hear he can shoot the lights out oh, from three point range. In Vegas. He you know, and 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 Porter, of course, he just got hurt, but Please. but uh, 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 Darius Garland is starting to come around. He's starting to get a little bit of confidence to I'm us. I'm a little now. worried about uh, DG. That was not my favorite pick. You look at that. You look at the cast some nights when they're on the floor, and, and you see the two 19 year olds playing at the same time, and right. you just look at the lineup, and you say, "Oh my God!" They, yeah, I look at the line. You got two 19 year olds starting a guard, and you're like, "Who are we playing? Maple Heights?" <laughs> a, qu- a question. <laughs> a question. And and, and right. Chuck too. See, Seriously, because this goes back to Urban Meyer. There were comments coming out of the Cavs that uh, some of the players didn't like the way they were being coached like it was a college coach and some of the things that were being done. Do you think that that would be a concern in the NFL with Urban Meyer, that he would be coming into the pro ranks, uh, and, and that is a big, big problem, do you think? Um, I would I would just simply say to the Cavaliers and to the whoever Urban was the head coach of, too damn bad. Uh, I mean, that's their style. Uh, you know, it shouldn't come as a shock that John Beeline is going to coach like he's a college coach. Attention, idiots on the Cavs. He is a college coach. Yeah. Would you think he was going to coach like a Broadway director of Cats? I mean, he's a college coach. That's what he does. There's a lot of in-depth coaching. And by the way, most of them, our guys would be a freshman or sophomore in college yeah, anyway. Yeah, they, they'd be in college right now, so that's and, probably what And they almost need. all the college coaches that went pro, the Patinos, mm-hmm. the Caliparis, and all those guys, there was a lot of bitching about, you know, you're coaching us like we're college kids. You're coaching us too hard. And, you know, they either adjust or they go. So I, I wouldn't have a problem if Urban Meyer... Dude, I heard alarming things about the Browns, that they were upset that Freddie Kitchens... In training camp, was coaching him too hard. They were they were practicing too hard. They had way too many practices in pads. 
you know, you start hearing that and you start wondering, maybe we should have kept him around for a few more years to whoop these wussies into shape. Yeah. I mean, what what do they think this is? I, I love every commentary you've had about the Browns except for one, and that is Freddie should have stayed the coach. I just don't see that. He, he had no control. He seemed overwhelmed. Did Pat Shermer seem overwhelmed? Yeah. I would hope so. In his yeah. first game, he got quick-snapped by the Cincinnati Bengals. Remember that? Right. But they quick-snapped him to win the game, and I got on on Monday, and I go, you got to fire this guy. He's waited since he was 14 to be the head coach of an <laughs> NFL team, and he got quick-snapped. But here, here, He's got to be fired. Here's the problem. I think the four things that happened in a row is why Freddie got fired. Number one was the T-shirt, okay? The, the Pittsburgh there. T-shirt. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Wait now. That's just, what I said when I was on rolled, with you guys. It's, it's rolling down Why would down that T-shirt have anything to do with anything? Because all the people on 92 acted like um, they wanted the two excuse. chatty broads from the Today Show, Kathy Lee and Hoda. What a T-shirt. What a retire. Who cares what he wore? But it was it was bad. <laughs> it was a bad judgment ba- decision for him to have that. Who says? That shirt. What are we going to criticize I next? Mean, His casual footwear. Well, they, that was the number, number one was the number one was the shirt. <laughs> Forget number, the shirt. Number two was uh, Miles Garrett. <laughs> That that thing that happened, even though that isn't Freddie's fault, I understand. But I'm saying, but but they still it rolled downhill. Okay, it was a t-shirt. It was Miles Garrett. It was losing to the Bengals and losing to the fourth string freaking quarterback of the Steelers. After that, his goose was cooked. And you know what happened? The Miles Garrett thing. And then the two losses happen after Miles Garrett, as I know. you know. Yes. And I think I might turn my guns on Steve Wilkes, who was the defensive coordinator. It was his job to have the defense ready to go, not the one, head coach. Which the defense wasn't ready. And, and they weren't. They, they were weren't terrible. Ready. And when they lost Miles Garrett, they were just completely lost. Complete after that. disarray, which means completely Steve Wilkes made no adjustments. I'd love to know what Steve thought about it. But he slunked out of Cleveland like the Grinch going along the floor on his belly with the kids' toys and up the chimney. I tell you, I tell you when I turned off completely the play, because there's lots of plays that we've been talking about here, and you brought up a lot of them, the three, the four. Yep. The one play call that turned me off, and I can look back and I can feel it. I mean, I got up and walked away, was when he went for two with like four or five minutes, what, Left in the game instead yep. of kick the field goal yep. and have it one score, right. which would then motivate the team clearly to I do it. This for you. Yeah, you're, you're the one person that I've met that finally understood that. And if you listen to ninety two three the mob <laughs> and 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 um, Adam the bullshitter that yeah. phony, <laughs> and I'm gonna, and I got something to say about him and Fox what they said yesterday, and, and as they say in The Godfather, and this I won't forget. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but Bender is exactly right. You apps, it's not a field goal. It was you kick the extra point right. and keep it an eight-point game. Yes. Now it's a one-score game yes. because it tells the defense, get the ball back. Yes. And Adam the Bull refused to take phone calls from anybody because analytics says you go for two there and not at the end. And if you're Bull too crap. damn Bull. stupid yeah. to understand, this is how dumb he is. Yeah. But now let yeah. me tell you why. And there's a bigger list than just this one. Why? Uh, okay, real quick before you start. Yeah. 
these opinions that are going to be expressed by <laughs> are absolutely mine. does not necessarily reflect CLC, Rural Radio Network, Big Daddy Productions, or any of its sponsors. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> any of Chuck's opinions, it seemed like Polly Chung is clearly a coincidence. <laughs> she don't like you. <laughs> All right. Polly Chung is still here. Yeah. In, tell you what. Spirit. She's hot, too. I'll tell you what. When I'm not here every Wednesday, you should go around and have the empty chair. I go on. Guest, special guest, Polly Chung. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, like, she's okay. Never here. She's never here. So now he'll so why are you pissed? Yesterday, they were on the air, and I, I really did want to do this because I wanted your opinion. And they say a bunch of shit that drives me nuts. And I, I love Dustin personally. Um, I thought we were good friends. To be honest with you, he's been nothing like a friend at all since I left. He's never welcome to the, my club. Never f- picked up the phone once to call me. Uh, certainly knew from social media I was having eye surgery and this and that. Uh, I will tell you, Anthony Lima took the time to call several times. Oh, How nice. are you? Do you need anything? Can I swing by and help you out? Wow! I Aww. said. Um, yeah, I said, if you could get a bottle of Lubriderma knee pads, I'll see you around 630. Uh, so, but I never heard, I never heard from Dustin. And so, you know, if this is a little harsh for him, too damn bad. Should have picked up the phone and been a friend. Um, and I did text him and reached out to him a few times, and I never got anything back. Yesterday, these two idiots, and I mean that sincerely, were on the air saying, I mean giggling, sincerely. giggling. And I can't wait to see your blood boil. That wouldn't it be great if the Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl? Oh, wow. Again? They said, said, you know what? Adam said, I I just don't hate the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I know that's not popular in Cleveland. You think? Shut the fuck up. You know, the Baltimore Ravens, he said, and especially with Lamar Jackson Jackson at quarterback, uh, you know, they're just so much fun to watch and so great. And Dustin goes, you know what? I don't, I don't dislike them either. I mean, I would love to see them in the Super Bowl, and I'd love to see them win the Super Bowl. And they went on and on and on about how they would like. And I thought to myself, you two sons of bitches. You're not Clevelanders. Dustin, you're some phony from way past Canton. Adam the Bull, you're the biggest fucking phony. Some stiff that did overnight radio in New York when you know damn well you were the janitor. <laughs> and none of you have any love for the city of Cleveland. And to people like me and Galetti and Marty and Bender and everybody here in this city, of course we hate the Baltimore Ravens. That son of a bitch stole our team Broke the spirit of this city, stuck us with this 20-year dumpster fire while they talk about putting Art Modell in the Hall of Fame, and you get on the radio and say, you would love to see the Baltimore Ravens win the Super Bowl? If I ran the station, you fat pig, I'd have come down there and put a noose around your neck and dragged you the fuck down the stairs like Jeffrey Epstein at the Correctional Center. (laughs) Baltimore, stick Baltimore up your ass, you phony. If you love Cleveland, you hate the Baltimore Ravens. You hate them worse than the Steelers. For Christ's sake, when the Browns were stolen, the Steelers actually wore armbands saying Cleveland deserved their team back. They stuck up for us. Can I tell you a funny And they're story? cheering for Baltimore? What the hell's Baltimore got? They got rats running around the waterfront the size of frickin' German shepherds. That toilet. 
Baltimore and they Victoria. found Edgar Allan Poe drooling in his own vomit. That's what Baltimore is. So if you like it so much, go to Baltimore. But stay the hell off the Cleveland airwaves and say, wouldn't it, you giggling little broads, wouldn't it be great if Baltimore won the Super Bowl? I hope they do win the Super Bowl. Someone sees you crossing Huron and they run you down. How's that? What were you going to say, Chuck? <laughs> I'm almost lost now. <laughs> no, I, I I remember when when the, when the Browns were uh, leaving, and uh, Mike White was completely oblivious. I, I had to go the cover. Yeah. yeah. So he, he shows up in Pittsburgh one night, and then they were doing all kinds of protests in Pittsburgh. So he goes and he's he speaks in front of like some of the Browns fans. Or he thought he was speaking in front of Browns fans. He was speaking in front of just strictly Pittsburgh fans and oh. talking about how they took the team. And the people were in the audience, screw you, Steelers. Way to go, Steelers. Way to go. They're singing. Mike White's up there saying, we will not see our team taken, blah, blah, blah. Like these people were behind him, and they're all just yelling. And they're, they're all yelling Steelers. back. Hey, idiot, that's Three Rivers Stadium behind you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He went to the wrong site. And he was completely oblivious. It was him and that Fred Nance. All right, two things. Number one, yeah. I want to see Kansas City against San Francisco in the Super Bowl. I want to see anybody, but the point really? was, I never want to see Baltimore do good at anything. Right. Nothing. Right, right. Now. That 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 hideous governor, that son of a bitch, Paris Glenn Denning, remember right, him? Yeah. Welcoming Art Mobile. We do oh, yeah. have a signed contract for the Browns to move to Baltimore. <laughs> remember him? And, and, that, and that they would get on a Cleveland sports radio station. How every person in this city wouldn't pick up the phone or drive down there and demand their jobs for that is beyond me. That those hideous morons that run that place would allow that. Allow that. Of all you couldn't kick a town in the balls worse than to say, wouldn't it be great if the Ravens could win the Super Bowl? That's right. That's that's be just, like saying we like, we we can't we we think it would be fantastic if the Yankees beat the Indians in the World Series. You know, what I'm <laughs> come on. Well, they could play each other in the World Series because in the same division. But There's, you know what I'm saying. You I, think anybody in St. Louis was having parties hoping the Rams would win the Super no. Bowl? All right, they real were quick. having hate the Rams parties. Real quick, because uh, we're gonna take a break. So, number one, who uh, I'm gonna say fourteen, and then you guys tell me who's gonna win the game. Minnesota at San Francisco. What's going to be a good game? Booms. It's hard for me to go. I know. Against, it's hard for me to That's go. That's a against, tough one. Hard for me to go. Well, mine's different. I, I can't go against San Francisco. Right. Um, I, I, I still hold on to this belief that someday Jimmy Garoppolo and I will be a couple. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he cleans up well, just like a I, Kirk I, Cousins did. He's frighteningly good looking. I isn't he? He's a good looking he's, he's, guy. He's one of those that every straight guy goes, you know what? Twenty minutes. I understand it now. Twenty minutes yes. and nobody would know. I gotta do it. I yeah. gotta do it. Go. I gotta do it. I understand it. Yes. Yes. I understand <laughs> yeah. it now. And now they got Nick Bosa and I picture those two yeah. together and I can't sleep. Oh, All right. Did you uh, see JJ Watt's brother? Y- 
Yeah, TJ's a Ooh, looker. TJ, we have to wait. Oh, yeah. Carlene, I think uh, uh, Marty's taking it to another extreme now. He's a TJ Watts brother. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got to give credit where credit is due. It's a good looking guy. I'd rather have say TJ Watts good looking. Than, Wouldn't it be great if the Ravens won the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Minnesota, uh, San Francisco. Minnesota, San Fran is San Fran, I, and I think it's going to be easy. What's going to happen is my prediction – the defense is going to be ready to go. They'll shut down Dalvin Cook. That makes the whole thing Kirk Cousins. And Bosa's going to knock him on his ass. And while he's got his handsome face above him, he's going to go three words for you. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> well, Minnesota, Minnesota's good. I mean, they went in and beat New Orleans, which is a, got a, good defense. a very tough thing to do. Yep. But uh, I just think San Francisco's one of the elite. And I could see them possibly even going to the Super Bowl. So I'm going to say San Francisco. I uh, think it's going to be an upset. Minnesota's going to take them. Minnesota, I like I think they're going to follow. Yeah. I I'm taking San Francisco. I would always just say San Francisco. Okay. There's personal reasons for that, but you know I... <laughs> I get Jimmy so first. Po- so Poop and Needles is going to beat Minnesota. <laughs> Who is it that has the beast running back again? Is that the Texans or the Titans? Seattle. Seattle's got no, beast No, 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 not, not, not Marshall Lynch, but they got the McHenry or whatever his name Derrick is. Derrick Henry? Yes, the Titans or the that's Texans? The Titans. Okay, so that's the one. Tennessee at Baltimore booms. Who's going to win that? Well, I know who Adam the Bull and <laughs> Dustin Fox are cheering for. If you want to go to one of their houses for a yay Ravens yay party. Right. Who you um, like? I'll tell you what. There is one Achilles heel I've seen on the Ravens, and it's we ought to remember it from when we were there and beat them 40 to 10 or whatever the hell it was, and they had no answer to Nick Chubb. Yep. And I have a feeling you're going to see no the same No answer to Derrick Henry? No answer to Derrick Henry. Tennessee gets up early. Then Lamar Jackson has to be an actual quarterback yeah. and throw, and all hell breaks loose. I have Tennessee in an upset and possibly by double digits. Wow. Chubb. I think Tennessee's pretty good. I mean, they handled the, – them and San Francisco were the two teams that – Thoroughly beat the Browns this year. Now they're, the, they're the ones that got Ryan Tannehill, right? Ryan Tannehill okay. from who used to be with Miami. Yeah, but by he's, the he's way, playing well right now. By the way, is proof that if you end up with shitty coaches and <laughs> shitty play calling, and they all go, "What a joke!" Should be out of the league. Should be out of the league. Now he's the league's leading right. passer That's with right. great coaching. Very good point. It comes down to coaching. Because coaching. with Miami, he couldn't do anything. But so you said finally. But, but I, I still think the Ravens will win the game. Uh, Bender. Uh, I'm, I'm Tennessee with, with Chuck. Uh, Tennessee. I really think that they're a. A sleeper. I don't. Sleeper. I, I. I don't. I like Baltimore. I like the. And one Ravens. other reason. I don't like the Ravens, but one, I like them to win the game. One other reason for uh, for Tennessee, O H. I O. Mike Vrabel. Uh, Mike Vrabel is nice, coach. Yeah. Carly- Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> All right, the third one. By the way, Marty, just to tell you real quick, when they were naming the team, I sent mine in, and I thought, sure as hell, I was going to get this for the nickname of the team. And I still call them this. Shouldn't they have been the Tennessee Tuxedos? <gasps> That's cute. Uh, Would that not have been fantastic? Have been something. Uh, with with tuxedo say, jerseys. I say Chumley, right? <laughs> need, uh, what's his name? Don Adams from Get Smart Don was Adams. the voice. All right, here's going to be a real good one. Right, go. Two black quarterbacks. Houston at Kansas City. Who's going to win this one? Kansas City always finds a way to choke for whatever reason. One of the most ironic things is what you just brought up. One of the great home field advantages in all of sports, for the most part, is Arrowhead. Absolutely. I agree. It's so loud. They built that thing in the 70s. They're right on top of you, the people. 
and yet they could take on the Little Sisters of the Poor and gag for some reason. I know. They do. They do. Um, Andy Reid, for whatever reason, he just... They just choke at the they wrong They choke time. at the wrong... I always say that about Buffalo. When but people I, I did a Buffalo game... City, though, well, now. me too. And, and the other thing that bothers me is they said that they were happy the Texans won, and that feels like bulletin board material. Ooh, you can say that again. Right? I That's... want Kansas City badly to win. I am taking... Deshaun Watson and the Texans in a close, close game. Wow. Upset at Arrowhead. Weather will make a difference because there's supposed to be bad weather. We'll Bulletin see. board. Well, sounds sounds like a head coach wearing a shirt that I says think Kansas City uh, can go Pittsburgh started shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Houston and Kansas City. I, I'm, I'm parroting what they're saying. Kansas City, Chiefs. and I think it's going to yeah. be tight, and if it's bad weather, it won't be a – it won't be even Houston. close. Houston? All right. And the last one who I think will be, this is going to be a dog fight. Seattle at Green Bay. Oh, oh like once again, two black quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, that's not right. Actually, is it the, he might be the only white quarterback left, You know right? what? That's not a, well, Tannehill's in there. They're so. going to have to start yeah. doing the Rooney rule for quarterbacks. Yeah. Can we get some white guys yeah. in here? <laughs> Oh, who'd you take? And yeah. they'll have they'll have one white guy that know it like Todd Philcox. You got it, yeah. Right? You got to interview. Send Todd the white in. Guy. <laughs> Seattle, guy guy Seattle at Green Bay. Seattle at Green Bay. Weather, obviously. Uh best road team in the NFL is Seattle. Seattle, Seattle Seahawks. And they travel well. Um Man, I love Russell Wilson. I would hate to get bet against Aaron Rodgers in this. Yeah, that's my. I am going to tell you that if Seattle still had Peter Hauschka, the kicker that yeah. they don't have anymore, I would take them. I'm going to say it's a field goal at the end, and Mason Crosby wins it for the pack. I'm going to I'm going to stick with Seattle. I mean, I had Seattle last week, and I, I'll tell you this: I, I love watching Marshawn Lynch. It's a good pick, and I just. Pete Carroll, just I'm a no, fan yeah. of his. Me I mean, too. He, he, he acts like he's still 16 upbeat. years old. He keeps his team together. You see him talking to the guys. That's one thing I didn't see with Freddie this year. I mean, on the sidelines, these guys are all sitting by themselves all the time. I mean, well, he, Pete always is getting the whole thing going. You know that he's 70? Yeah, wow. Pete Carroll. He, that's, that's what I mean. He acts like he's 16 years old every time they do a great play. I mean, it's unbelievable. He's infectious. At 70, he's that handsome. You go, what would you do? There's Pete and there's Jimmy Garoppolo. And you can simply say, Pete, it was nice to know you if you shut the door on the way out. Right, Bill. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm one that uh, it's a playoff game. It's the pack. It's at home. Uh, Green Bay. And, uh, yeah, I can see Green Bay pulling it out at the end, field goal. But I, I can't see Green Bay – Giving up this game. Uh-huh. In, I, in he's game. right. He's I, right. I didn't mention Lambo. Lambo makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Right. But huge. I, and it's a playoff game. I'm going to I'm going with Chuck on this one. I think Seattle Whoa. Seahawks. They're rolling right now. I think Seattle will if Seattle upset gets up Bay. if Seattle gets up early by seven or ten and starts to change the complexion yeah, yeah. of it, look out. Seattle, well, that's what happened Bay? last week. Green Bay. Yeah. Green Bay? I do. All right. Hey, let me tell you about Cello's Restaurant on the corner of West 9th and St. Clair. Mm, Phone number 216-623-6333. There were numerous times over the holidays where I I laid in bed, and I actually, Greg, I wasn't thinking about sex. I was thinking about cinnamon, brown sugar-infused pineapple. 
Oh, Greg, yeah. Greg, I was thinking about so Parmesan good. encrusted steak yes. that's dripping with Parmesan cheese when they bring it over to your table. You so were thinking good. of taking T.J. Watt to dinner, is <laughs> what you were thinking. Right. I'm telling you, there are a lot of people who told me that they went to Cellos for the holidays, and they said it was a great present. They didn't have to stand in line at the department stores and everything. They said, I just took my loved one to Cellos and treated her to a pig out of carnivorous Convulsions, okay? Even if that's not a word, I just made it. You just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us restaurant, now? 16 types of meat that they bring around on the spit to your table. And this is after you get done with the salad bar. And the salad bar is just, in, just isn't any salad bar. This salad bar with pastas and seafood. And artichokes. And artichokes. And all kind of garlic that, that Carlita likes. Oh. Cello's Restaurant, an unbelievable dining experience on the corner of West 9th and St. Clair's. 216 623-6333. Say, Big Daddy told me to call because I want to pig out on some meat. All right, American Office Services, beautiful Westlake, Ohio, 440-899-6888, AmericanOfficeServices.com. You can email the boss personally. You can email Scott at Scott at AmericanOfficeServices.com. They got auditorium seating, reupholstering, restoration, historic theater seating, restoration and repair, electrostatic locker painting and repair, Metal Office Furniture, American Office Services has it all. Desks, files, bookcases, storage cabinets. You need it, they got it. Student lockers, restroom partitions, laboratory equipment, chain link fencing, elevator doors, grocery cases, metal workstation components, panel frames, pedestals, task lights, fender bins, and more. It is American Office Services in beautiful Westlake, Ohio. When you call, tell Scott we said hello from the GLC, 440-899-6888, 440-899-6888, AmericanOfficeServices.com. All right, go take one more quick break on the GLC for Lunch Bunch, and then we'll come back and finish up the show on a hump day. Cold as hell outside, but they say it's going to be back to nice, like in the 50s or something yeah, tomorrow. 60 and rain. I have had 60. no trouble with this winter so far. Me neither. None whatsoever. I uh, Jump on the phone lines if you want, 440-628-8145 or 8150. Carlita's uh, handsome young man, the son Caleb is here, having a good time. We're all having a great time, eating some Zeppi <laughs> pizza. We'll be back in a minute. On the Rogue Radio Network. Oh, I still got time for a couple phone calls, 440-628-8145 or 628-8150. Oh, once again, Bender, Carlita, Big Daddy, Caleb, Booms, and of course the Italian stallion, Juggalini. Carlita, I, I was waiting to today because I saw on Facebook you had new glasses. I thought maybe you'd pull your glasses out today. Maybe I'll start wearing them to read his like little writing, but... So, you, I, um, so it hits you that you had, so are these, these aren't fake glasses. No, they're I bought them glasses. like four or five years ago, but they're like my little Prada burgundy. I love them. And uh, they just, I'm supposed to wear them when I drive. Like I can't see really, really far away. I have like um. Why don't you wear astigmatism. them? I don't know. I have astigmatism in my right eye and I've just started wearing the glasses to drive and it is n- night and day. 100% better. I highly recommend. It takes a while to get used to yeah, it. Yeah, that's what when it you, is. When you put it on and you turn your head left and right, you get a little dizzy sometimes. That's what happened when to you me. Put, right, and they tell you that, at, but stick with it. Put it on and open your eyes wide when you first put them on 
and that helps. Really? It helps you adjust to it. And after about five or ten minutes, you won't you won't uh, feel no, that. I heard, uh, I heard people that wear glasses indoors are basically just arrogant and well hung. Yeah. Oh, she's well hung. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just one part is hanging. Um, yeah, normally, he forgot to turn around and see me. I love his glasses. What's going on with you? No, normally, you, you're buying condos and everything. What's going? What's been going on with you? Because we've been gone for about three weeks, you know? We, uh, I took some like little personal times, got a little sun, and just uh, stayed on the beach for a little bit and took some relaxation, just a little me time. So got a little break and came back to this. So something's like living in me. I don't know what the heck it is, but a little congested. Um, and, uh, and what's the the phone number and what's going on over at uh, La Salle Salon? We are doing tons and tons of couples. I was kind Ooh. of upset. Oh, I'd like to be involved. Me in too. That. I, <laughs> to I was I was kind of upset because we've got a lot of like um, a lot of people now already right before Christmas purchasing gift certificates for Valentine's Day. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not even Christmas yet, but we sold probably 35, 40 certificates already for Valentine's Day, and uh, now we're getting ready for that, but lots of massages, reflexology, facials are huge, but open seven Boy, days a week. Boy, aren't they. Yeah. <laughs> open seven days a week. <laughs> you know, I had to take that off our website. We had a picture, and I didn't realize when you really looked up the word facials what it meant. Oh, my. I only remember one time this chick looked at me and said, for Christ's sake, did you bring that from your ankles? <laughs> uh, well, you're, you're lucky they're on special today. Uh, <laughs> What's the phone number over there? 440-444-8827. Uh, Bill, can you really play anything on piano? Yeah, any well, note, any kind of note. Well, yeah, toes. but I'm not going to play it now. Oh, okay. I, was gonna okay, play I, I, I haven't played for, but I will. Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's cute. I like oh, yeah. that. Uh, hey, Booms, real quick uh, before we get out of here, yeah. uh, we we debated this oh, I don't know five six weeks ago, mm-hmm. but uh, now the discussion again is: Will Whitney and Biggie be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? You see how they pick on the black people, but anyway, yeah. are, do you think they're going in? And do you think they deserve to go in? Yes. Uh, yes, and I'll tell you, I don't think anyone could be more excited than me to see the Whitney Houston exhibit. I love Whitney. Uh, with all the great music and stuff, and you're going to suppose they've designed it already, and it takes you all through her career and everything. And then you end up in the bathtub with her bent over a line of blow. <laughs> and um, oh I think, you know, for the virtual experience you're a of sick it, man. you, you know do that? a quick bump off the thing, and you're like, my God, she's drowning in the tub. And um, uh, sick, the, biggie, uh, the Biggie exhibit's a little bit more trouble because apparently they're going to have to do an add-on to the uh, Rock and Roll Museum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they like to do a lifelike bust of everybody, and then one guy said, and where the fuck do you think we're going to put that? Uh, <laughs> so they're talking about doing an inflatable biggie and have it float yes. in the harbor, and you just kind of walk by and pay homage to him. So um, That'd be nice. I way, love him. Yeah, either way, I think it'll be I nice. think Whitney will go in. I think Biggie won't go in. This time. I really I, do. Biggie will go in because he's black. No, no. I, Whitney will go in because she's black, but she, but she was pop star. So I think Whitney will go in, but I think Biggie won't. 
I think the Biggie Tupac exhibit they're talking about, the IMAX thing where you go in there and they chain lock the doors and all you hear is gunplay, I think is going to be something for the whole family, really. Hey, real quick, did, can yeah. you imagine? <laughs> now, I used to live in East Cleveland, so I know what it's like. Right. There. <laughs> that <laughs> was the Biggie Tupac experience. That's right. Governor Mike DeWine took a trip to East Cleveland. Bet he didn't stand out. Right. Because this woman, I'm not laughing because she, she passed away, but she tried to cross Euclid Avenue. She got hit by a car, right? She got hit by a car. Oh. So Mike DeWine thought it was a good idea to go to East Cleveland to see the street where this woman Walk, try to walk across yeah. Euclid in order to get across. And I said to myself, can you imagine the security that Mike De- Governor Mike DeWine had to go into East Cleveland? Well, you know, there are cultural things, and, and, and this certainly isn't a racial slight at all. In fact, I'm kind of standing up for it. But let's face it, Marty, you're a brother. Yes. Brothers have places to be. You know how white people dawdle around and right. just don't know what the right. hell they're... They walk into, like, Macy's and go, why did I come here? Yes! You know, brothers, brothers have shit to do. So they target shop. And they, you know, they go, I gotta go here, I gotta go here. That's and, me! In Euclid, they, they run across Lakeshore Boulevard all the time and a kid got hurt, a hit. And so they put in all these beautiful new crosswalks and everything. And they're really, really nice, except now the brothers just run on either side of the big crosswalks because brothers don't have time to press that button and wait for the flashing hand. I say it all the time, and, and I love, God love people, but the, the down at Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse, they pack the place no matter who they bring in there. Right. And I sometimes get amazed. I get down there at noon, and there's white people standing in line for a concert where the, the star is not going to show up till 9 o'clock at night. Because they have nothing to do. And they're standing there. And I'm going, what Have is you not seen the Trump people? rallies? Yes, that's, that's the thing. White people. You ain't getting no black people standing out there at noon for a concert. We're going to get there at 845 for to, to see our stars show up at 9 o'clock. We ain't getting there at noon. Oh, and you know 10. that your star ain't going to come on until 10. That's right. Because they're smoking a joint and drinking their wine and getting ready. Two <laughs> things. Two things I'll wait in line all day for. One, to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. I figure that's worth the wait. And uh, two, outside the 49ers locker room for Garoppolo. Those are the only two that's it. There you go. Only two. I don't believe you. There you go. Uh, Notice how I didn't put those in order. That's right. And finally, you see the woman who who wanted the extra sauce at McDonald's and threatened to... Oh, yeah, to, she threatened to kill him. Threatened she to threatened rob the plan. At the, I don't know what city, but she decided that she wanted to she wanted uh, extra dipping extra sauce. Dipping sauce, and they told you you can have, but they're a quarter each. Right, and she, and went she goes, if she don't get them, she's going to rob the place of, to get her damn dipping sauce. So I would have said to her, now what sense does that make, honey? You got money for a Glock and ammo, but you don't have a quarter for an extra barbecue sauce? That costs less than a bullet. Yeah, well, I bet. Come the, on. The, the bullet, bullet you're going to use to rob the joint costs way well, more than the, the sauce. <laughs> Real quick, Booms, one more time where you're going to be at yeah, for the Cancer a Society. Yeah, charity event I'm ecstatic to be a part of. Uh, the American Cancer Society Rock and Roll for Cancer. It's a volleyball and bocce ball tournament. Uh, it's February 1st. That's the day before Super Bowl. Dude, they have so many great prizes and raffle things and all that. It's really, really great. Uh, it's at the Neo Sports Plant, which is uh, in Euclid on Euclid Avenue. Uh, they have indoor uh, uh, volleyball courts, sand volleyball courts, and then, of course, the bocce courts. Get a team together. You'll have a blast. 
Uh, there's prizes for the winners and the second place people at the end. And when you walk into this place, you'll be amazed uh, at what goes on there. Great food, a huge bar. It's going to be a wonderful event. Uh, for information, call 216-465-9942. Am I right on that phone number, Chuck? Yeah. I don't know. And if not, I'm going to take a screenshot of oh, it, and go. I'm going to post that as well There's along with today's website. show, okay? I think it, it's 465. And Carly, the real quick, what's the phone number over at LaSalle Salon? 440-444-8827. And they're doing couples for Valentine's Day. Yes, we are. <laughs> Say goodbye, Chucky. All right. And listen, have a great week, everybody. We want to thank Chuck for coming on again. And Welcome back. Uh, have a great We'll have another coach by next uh, week, and uh, we'll be back on next Wednesday. We will have Urban Meyer by next week. <laughs> we'll see. I'll win big if we do. <laughs> All right, have a great day, everybody. Take care, everybody. Jersey! Bye, everyone. Pickles, you're free. <laughs> She's going to chew up every damn thing in the house, trust me. Well, we, we are going to let her out, right? Oh, yeah. Right as soon as Boom leaves, you I'm going to sing, who let the pickles out? Who? You know, I had a joke from there. Boom say, I don't want any around me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I wanted that around me, I'd have done the show from, whatchamacallit, in the flats. <laughs> And this has been a Big Daddy, Marty Allen production. Awesome.